Devani's, your local pizza and hot hoagie joint in the Twin Cities and family owned since 1975. With 20 convenient locations, they proudly employ 900 Minnesotans. Delivery, takeout, or dine-in, they've got you covered. Order online at Devani's.com. It's the KQ Morning Show. 92 KQRS. I'm Steve Gorman. This is the KQ Morning Show for Friday, January the 19th. Woohoo! Oh, <laughs> baby! Check this out. We will now move into the invocation. Today we have Mr. Jason Miller. Thank you for letting us here. My name is Jason. I am an organizer and founder of Reno Satanic. And I'm here to give the invocation. Right away, I'm laughing. In nomine, de nostris, satanis, luciferi, excelsi. In the spirit of the unconquerable sun, the bringer of light and knowledge, we say, Shemham Farosh, hail Satan. Wow. I mean, straight up. The middle-aged couple, and it's the husband rolling the eyes in the flannel, yeah. and the wife keeps looking at the husband, looking at him, stupefied. Uh, but perhaps yeah. my favorite is the young man sitting uh, near him, who couldn't be more bored with what's going on. Of course, oh, yeah. the old saintness. Okay. No, was it was it a prank at all, or was it totally on the up and up? Oh, no, this. No, he he's the founder of Reno Satanic. Yeah. I mean, he's dead serious. That's a real thing. And okay. he's uh, clearly uh, watched The Omen way too many times. Today we have Mr. Jason Miller. Thank you for letting <laughs> us here. My name is Jason. I am an organizer and founder of Reno Satanic. Oop. The and way she, I'm here to give the invocation today. The way she says his name, no stress. Yeah. Mr. Jason Miller. It's like she expects him to come out and juggle Bibles. <laughs> like, like was, you're going to love this version of Christianity. Oh, you can see she was shuffling through her papers like, who do we have today? Yeah. Oh, I see. It's old Jason Miller. The spirit of the unconquerable sun, the bringer of light and knowledge, we say, Shemham Farosh, hail Satan. Oh, man. Um, fair is fair. By the way, the woman who introduced him, she ran for that office, and and one of her platforms was, I'm going to bring prayer back to county board meetings. It was yeah. her thing. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I didn't realize it was going to be this. Right? Here's, here's her response. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a pretty great thing. There's a bar in Swansea, which is in Wales, Western Wales. If you know what England kind of looks like, just look to the left. It's over there. Wales, that little tucked in the corner part. Um, but it's not England, and if you don't know the difference don't go to wales and ask because someone will punch you anyway there's a bar in swansea a pub a tavern it's called the malsters arms and they've changed their name on january 1st they now call their bar the gym and the reason is you can tell your friends and family i i went to the gym every day this week yeah that's the whole point don't blow your resolution just you can literally not lie and you can say i'm I'm going to the gym every single day i love that love to help you paint the interior of the house the living room this uh week and honey but i gotta get to the gym you know i worked out so hard i'm drunk (laughs) there's a little bar in north minneapolis called the office same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Go to the office. Yeah, head into the office. Back to the office. If you show up at the gym in Swansea wearing workout gear, the first drink is free. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they uh, the, the the pub owners say they're they're thinking of sticking. It was going to be a temporary switch, but now they're like, no, this is pretty good. We yeah. like this. Yeah, I like right. it a lot. Um, Swansea, way out. If you ever find yourself in Swansea, you will at one point go, how did the hell did I get here? <laughs> I've been there once. Ooh, man, you just feel like you are somewhere else.
Can you point me to the gym, please? Yeah, the the and that. Hey, it's got a lovely lilt, eh? What you It's kind of fun, though. Really, you know, you're in Wales, you're looking around, you're at the gym, you're having a free drink. It works for me. Uh, but you know, I, I I know a little bit about the country of Wales because I toured with a Welsh band for a while, and they're from a village in the uh, southern Wales valleys. There's mountains and valleys. They they're from a valley town called Camamin, which is spelled like C. W-Y-M-Y-R-A uh, You know, the, you look at Welsh words, you're like, huh? How, what, but, can we get another vowel in there, please? Yeah. They're from Kamamin, which, uh, and and one of the village rules that they grew up in from, from when these villages were being established, if you want to have a bar, you have to have one church for every bar. <laughs> so they are from a village of like 600 people, and there's like five bars, and so there are five churches that no one ever goes to. They're funny. It's just like they all laugh about it. Like, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> went to church a couple times, but yeah, you got to have the pubs. Got to have the pubs around there. And Stereophonics, they're a huge band in the United Kingdom, just ginormous over there. And when they get their first record came out in 97, and they were out in a van like bands do. You'd go out and drive away and go, you know, play gigs. The first time they ever got to the point where they could ride in a full-size tour bus, the bus drove to their village in Wales to pick them up. The whole village left school and work to see them off. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, they're just another band going on tour, which could have been a week long, could have been a month long. There was no guarantee it was going to be well. But that's the kind of place it was. Everybody, ah, the boys are getting on the coach. We got to go see them off. (laughs) And the whole town turned up to wave at them as they pulled out of town. (laughs) That is my favorite. I I love that story so much. It's Mm -hmm. so cute. It's like the small town hockey team going off to the state uh, tournament, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, exactly right. <laughs> hope you win the title. I hope you get drunk and sleep with supermodels. You know, it's a little different vibe when you're yeah. sending off your local rock stars. But the same, it's the same intent. Yeah, nothing love but love. It. Nothing but troublemakers out there in Wales. Yeah, I think there was only one English king that really got the best of them. Otherwise, yeah, they've been they're kind of like the Scots. You know, just a bunch of troublemakers over there. I I was gonna say like it's the most charming, lovely, wondrous people in the world. But do not turn your back on them. <laughs> Many a uh, British monarch learned that rule. Yeah, All make right. no mistake. Hey. We've got uh, Movie Review Friday with our Mike Evans here at 6.30. And we're coming right back with the song Eddie Money wrote for a girl he was trying to impress because he didn't have a car. And girls only wanted to date guys that had a car. You know what song that is? It's coming. Hang tight. Connect with us on the KQ Talking Text Line. 651-989-ROCK. That's 651-989-ROCK. 92 KQRS. I'm Steve Gorman. This is the KQ Morning Show. It's Friday, January the 19th. The Clash. Should I stay or should I go? I saw The Clash in 1985. It wasn't the original Clash. Mick Jones had already left. And it was a five-piece live band instead of the four original guys. And there were people in the crowd going, it's not the same. But I'd never seen them. And I was like, I don't care. They opened with London Calling. And I was good. There was a band that opened called Charlie Peacock. Some guy, It was a guy in his band. They were from Memphis. They made it into their third song before they finally made the wise decision to stop playing and leave the stage because the Clash fans were having none of it. And I remember thinking, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then a few years later, I was in a band and we were opening for people and those audiences hated us. And I thought, <laughs> this is like what Charlie Peacock must have felt. But we just kept <laughs> yeah. playing. 
Anyway, it's just funny how those things happen. You're like, where have I seen this before? Oh, that's right, opening for The Clash. Oh, funny. That yeah, was great. Uh, they, no, they really did rock, though. But, but you know, the build-up to a concert, you know how when you're, you're driving, and for us, in, uh, you know, we, all, we were always an hour from the concert because all the big shows were in Nashville, and I lived up in Kentucky. And so you got that 55-mile trek where the, ten, the, the excitement just builds with every mile. You get every mile marker, oh. you get closer, <laughs> and then you see the sky. Line. Anybody listening who comes to the Twin Cities for concerts that grew up out in the Burbs or Exer, you know, you know that feeling. It's yeah. like you're getting closer and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you'd always end up next to some guy who lives around the corner from the arena and they're like totally jaded. And you're like, you're so cool. You don't, you're not, you didn't even worry about the drive. You just walk to the gig. I'm going to live in a city one day. <laughs> I kind of miss the excitement, the buildup of the drive yeah. though, man. That was what it was all oh, about. Yeah, the mm-hmm. first time I saw Black Sabbath, I drove all the way to Chicago. Well, Tinley Park is where it was. Um, wow, by that's, myself. that's south of Chicago. That's the even farther out. than Chicago. Yep, it was exhilarating uh, driving there by myself and paying those tolls. Yeah, <laughs> paying those tolls. I paid thirty six dollars just to get here, Ozzy. Well, yeah, it was weird. And then the hotel that I stayed at, you had to take a shuttle into the park. Sure. So, uh, you know, shuttled all these random strangers. And, Did anybody yeah. have to pay street tolls to get here? If so, thank you from the bottom of my heart. My charred black satanic heart was appreciative. You paid the tolls, Candace. <laughs> all right, let's go. It's time for the Mike Evans Hollywood Report. Hey, good morning, Steve and Candace and Zap and Tony. Good morning, <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul. This report brought to you by our good friends at Marcus Theaters. And let's start off telling you about a couple of great movies that I recommend you might check out this weekend at any Marcus Theater and enjoy the leisure seats. They are the best. The first one that I recommend is Poor Things, a bizarre, creative, funny drama from the fantasy world and starring Emma Stone. Poor Things, rated R. Four stars. Mm. And the true story of Boys in the Boat. It's a history drama about the 1936 Olympics in Germany and a rowing team from America. I'm giving it three stars. Really like that one as well. But let's face it. This weekend is all about the NFL playoffs and how important are the playoffs to television ratings. Steve, I was shocked by this. Here are the top five Nielsen ratings, most watched shows, week ending January 15. Number five, AFC wildcard postgame show. Okay. CBS. Right. Number four, NFC wildcard postgame show. Fox. Mm-hmm. Number three, AFC wildcard game. CBS. Mm-hmm. Number two, NFL playoff game wildcard. NBC mm-hmm. and number one, the NFC Wild Card Game on Fox, one hundred sixty-four million eight hundred thirty-four thousand three hundred and thirty-six people watch those five events. We like football. We love it. All right, I'll be watching every game. I know Steve will. Probably every most people will with the cold weather. And as far as my picks last week, come on, Dallas, Philadelphia. Getting beat. I mean, what huge upsets. And this week, my picks, I start off with an upset. You're going to think I'm crazy. I'll take the points. Green Bay. You're crazy. San Francisco. I like Green Bay with the points. Detroit over Tampa Bay. Baltimore will spank Houston. 
And the Kansas City Chiefs will win the best game of the weekend. I really like the Kansas City Chiefs to beat Buffalo. I really like them a lot. Of course, I'm hoping no Taylor Swift shots we could do without that. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. And by the way, it's Aloha Friday. No, we're to Monday. We're going to play the Aloha Friday. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. Lily, yo, Kalani, Lani, Yoni, okay. Look who in the cock and hog and hooey, 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 Aloha. Okay, the Mike Evans Hollywood Report. Um, Kansas City will not win in Buffalo this weekend. I, I hate to break it to you. This is the bill. This is the Bills Super Bowl. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get if they can't beat the Chiefs this year at home, then just fold the franchise. Yeah. Well, this if is this the, is the Bills Super Bowl, then they're gonna lose. I mean, I know how they do in Super Bowls. No, I, <laughs> that's a very yeah. good point. No, I think this team. This is they, they, this is gonna be what what I what I mean by that is they're gonna get up and they're gonna win this game, and then they're gonna be deflated after, when they have to go to Baltimore and get hosted, just hosed by the Ravens a week later. Yeah. Uh, but this is the big one to them. I'm I'm, I'm taking I'm taking KC to be uh, eradicated. Uh, they'll be back next year, of course. And by the way, Baltimore, who I think the Ravens are spectacular. They're not going to spank the Texans. Houston is is playing great football right now. They're going to win the game, but they're not going to yeah. spank them. Now, Lamar Jackson has not done well in the past in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, that doesn't mean that's going to happen. I mean, they've got a solid team. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, from front to back, both sides of the ball. So, uh, you know, I'm still thinking Baltimore might get the job done, but uh, Houston Texans. Remember when Green Bay was a radical underdog pick? Remember way back then? Now everybody knows. Everybody likes to pick them. Sure. Well, they're getting almost ten. They're getting nine and a half points, and I, I as are the Texans. I Green Bay and Houston plus the points. Those sound like really solid bets to me. Call me yeah, crazy. I, yeah. I mean, there's betting, and then there's like, who do you want to see move on? So, I mean, Green Bay. Yeah, points nine and a half in the playoffs with this team. Take it, man. I want to see me move on with some greenbacks in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some greenbacks. I got, some, I got some sports gambling to do. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, hey, we got uh, what? I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank. I was just about. I'm excited. We've got a great comedian coming in the studio today. Mike Winfield will be with us at nine o'clock, and then at uh, eight o'clock, we're going to be talking with a guy named Walt Verzen, who was a, a security guard for the band Queen back in the day. Queen Rock Montreal. Have you ever seen the footage of Queen live in Montreal? <laughs> that film has been rebooted, uh, refixed, reanimated, just made perfect. It's in IMAX this weekend at theaters around the world. Queen, oh. in case you're wondering, hey, how good was Queen live? Uh, pretty stinking great. And that's going to be in IMAX over the weekend in a lot of places. We're going to be talking with uh, Walt Verson, a big part of the Queen world at 8. So we've got a lot of things going on. As for right now, it's time for a history lesson. I love history. I'm going to tell you something that I learned. Do it. Go ahead. Tell me, Steve. January 19th, 1958, the Canadian Football Council changed their name to the Canadian Football League. The newly christened CFL did nothing, however about their version of the game of football itself, which remains to this day the Benny Hill show of world professional sports. <laughs> Every time I watch CFL highlights, my central nervous shuts down after a few plays. All that motion before the snap, the 55-yard line, the endless end zones, it's just too much. You know, it, 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 it just winds me up. It reminds me of growing up in South Dakota, such small towns that we grew up in, I don't think I've ever mentioned, we played nine-man football. 
Nine, oh. yeah, nine on nine out there on the uh, regulation-sized American football field. Yeah, and then when I watch the uh, Canadians, I'm like, what? The end zone is like 30 yards deep or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You can oh, yeah. punt it to a receiver in the end zone or something. It's, it's I love, I love when a guy's got like first and goal and he throws a bomb to the end zone. It's like, <laughs> what is happening? It's like chewing foil watching Canadian football. <laughs> on this day in 1983, one of the greatest hockey trades of all time happened uh, in. In minor league hockey, the Seattle Breakers of the Western Hockey League uh, traded the rights to left wing Tom Martin to Vancouver for a used team bus. A player was traded for a bus. Well, check this out. The Spokane Flyers bought a bus from Trailways for 60 grand. They sunk another 15 grand into refurbishing it, but then the team folded. The Victoria Cougars then grabbed the bus only to discover to bring it back to Canada, they were going to have to pay 20 grand in duty <laughs> fees. So that was too much. And so they said, hey, Seattle, do you need a bus? Um, their bus had just blown an engine. And Seattle said, yeah, uh, well, 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 I'll tell you what, we'll, get, we'll give you 35 grand and a left wing for it. <laughs> so that player, that player, Tom Martin, was then immediately nicknamed forever Bussy. Yeah, Bussy. Tropic Thunder, the basketball movie, Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's character was traded for the team's washing machine. That's true. Tropic Thunder, a Vietnam movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're thinking a white man can't jump? No. No, no. No. Will Ferrell, the basketball movie. Oh, right. The The um, Tropics. uh, Yeah. Anyway, moving along. um, Let's see. (laughs) I'm going to get it. Semi-Pro. It was the Flint Tropics. But the movie's called Semi-Pro. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, Washington semi pro vibe. with Burt Reynolds. No, that was semi tough. <laughs> <laughs> semi tough, the football movie. I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> it's the KQ Morning Show, ninety two KQRS. Davani's, your local pizza and hot hoagie joint in the Twin Cities, has been family-owned since 1975. With 20 convenient locations, they proudly employ 900 Minnesotans. Whether it's team gatherings, family meals, work lunches, or just craving familiar comfort food, Davani's is your trusted go-to. If you're looking for delivery, takeout, or somewhere to dine in, they've got you covered. Do you have a large group to feed? They're the large order experts you can count on. Order online at Davani's.com. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best in class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Zip, Tony, Candace, and Steve Gorman are the KQ Morning Show. 92 KQRS. I'm Steve Gorman. This is the KQ Morning Show. It's Friday, January 19th. Happy weekend, everybody. Uh, I don't have any plans for the weekend yet. I I haven't even thought about it. Call Uh, me. Oh, okay. Well, okay. There's a plan. Um, I thinking about that. Thinking about that ice and snow sculpture situation in Stillwater. Desperate. Thinking about it. You want to go get cold in the snow and look at people's no. sculpt snow? No, Candace? it would the be pond cool. Pond hockey thing. Yeah. The what? 
The Pond Hockey Championships. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Huge, man. I, I, that's a lot of bundling, though, at the same time I think about it. It's like, yeah, do I really want to brave the elements and watch uh-huh. other people do cool stuff? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I maybe I don't brave the elements and just watch football all weekend. That's probably what more likely to happen. Just watch football and crack a window. You know you what? You do both. It's a great idea. I mean, because that fireplace, it does get warm fast in that place, and I could just crack a window. Yeah, yeah. all right, probably going to be watching some football. Another city council meeting in California of a different tone. This is the Rancho Cordova City Council. They are uh, up in arms because there's a pretty big, strong movement to change a street name. They have a road known as Pupinot. P-O-O-P-E-N-A-U-T. Pupinot. Uh, and uh, there's a sign, the, the picture we show, there's a sign below the street name that says no dumping. <laughs> Meaning, don't put your trash here. However, the street is called, again, Poopanaut. Poop. Which is either, I, I, I think two things. One, astronaut. So this is, yeah. Poopanaut is somebody who, who goes deep into the, <laughs> deep into research into, um, you know, not astro, but barely poop. Or it's yeah. basically, Poopanaut might be German for don't poop here. It's Poopanaut area. It's not to poop. Not <laughs> it's to what, poop. Nine. It's what Josh Dobbs turned into. He was the pastronaut, but he just turned into a Poopanaut. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that pumpkin. <laughs> boy, when midnight struck on Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens. You get a street name. It makes sense at one point. Yeah. And then city councils get together and people hang on for <sighs> dear life because it's always been called that. We can't change it. Yeah, there, there is a road in Alabama called Booger Hollow Road. Yeah. Booger Hollow. That's uh, where the kid that ate the paste in high school lives. Pretty much. Yeah, Booger <laughs> Hollow. And I know that there's also a street in Arizona. There is a town called Holbrook, Arizona, and they have a street called the Bucket of Blood Street. Yo, oh, wow. that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That, it's, it's, that it was one. after a street fight back in like the 1880s when the town was founded. That's, well, he's over there on a bucket of blood street. Yeah, Why do you call it that? Well, because we were bucketing off the blood after the gunfight. I mean, it's pretty simple stuff. <laughs> Do you have to, like, weld these signs to the pole? Because Pretty much. any college kid cruising through town, I'm grabbing that one. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. Uh, and I, I was, uh, Rosemary and I went up to uh, t- uh, t- uh, Two Harbors, a Labor Day, Labor Day weekend up there north of Duluth. We were up on the lake. I mean, it was gorgeous. Everybody said we were going to love it, uh, undersold the gorgeousness of uh, going up north like that. But, you know, I did notice when we were there, Castle Danger Road. There's a Castle Danger Brewery. Yeah. There's all uh-huh. these things. All the and at some point, and it's funny because you see this, oh, Castle Danger. And then at some point you go, wait, Castle Danger? The hell does that mean? Alert. What? Yeah. What? What's the? What, was there a castle here? What's the danger? Is there? Do I? Do I need a sword? Is there going to be like a? Do I need armor? What's happening? Castle danger just goes right back to like you know that that's old school knights and shining armor stuff to me. Just saying. When I lived in Italy, we lived on a road called Via del Inferno. Translation. Via, yeah. Any, any? Of of the city of fire. Highway to hell, baby. Oh, wow. Inferno? That's not hell. Yes, that's it fire. Is. No, it, in Italian, it's, it's really? hell. That's pretty strong. There is a here in Minneapolis. There's a street called There's a street called Traffic mm-hmm. Street. What's up with that? <laughs> well, you know, just not very imaginative. You know, <laughs> that's what that's how you get a now then. Goes, what are we going to name our town? Mm, now then. All right, good enough. Let's just type it up, punch it in there. We'll take it.
Well, I, I, I saw Traffic Street, and I thought there it's a couple things. Maybe maybe someone's just a giant, giant Steve Winwood and Jim Capaldi fan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's, let's, we could call it Beatle Street. Let's go with Traffic Street. How can you not be a big... Well, that's true. Traffic's pretty great. How about what? Oink Joint Road in Wadena? Oink, oink Joint. The old Oink Joint. Is that yeah. true? Oink Joint? Yeah. I don't Good barbecue place. Wow. Good farm, maybe. I don't know. Talk about the. I mean, how many euphemisms could we invent for mm-hmm. oink joint? Right. Old oink joint. How about limberdink? I'm going right. <laughs> What'd you call me? Also, with that, both both those street names invoke for me the 80s franchise Porky's movies. Right. Oh, Porky's. <laughs> I'm just going straight back. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you any oink joint over the weekend? What are you talking about? Well, in Egan, you have uh, Pilot Knob Road mm-hmm. and Johnny yeah. Cake. Oh, yeah, Johnny Cake, yeah. Johnny For Cake? Sure. Yeah, Johnny Cake. Wow. Remember the Sopranos, Johnny Cakes, that whole episode? Vito up there in New Hampshire getting his uh, getting his freak on. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty good. St. Cloud has Timber Doodle Drive. Timber Doodle. <laughs> that's a that's a that's when you've um, that's a that's a, a a mixed breed. It's a it's a poodle and an elm tree. Timber Doodle. It's a weird <laughs> weird sort of uh, mix right there. Oh, Dana you know, writes on the Kiki Facebook page. There's a whiskey road in Isanti. Well, that's cool. Oh, Fun yeah. Well, yeah. There's, in Brainerd, Fireball Drive. Yeah, there's no nice. shortage of whiskey on the roads in Isanti. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> well, that's how they uh, keep the uh, frost off their windshields. A little whiskey. The town, I, the town I grew up in has uh, a road. Uh, you would look at it and think it's uh, Lafayette, but of course it's Lafayette. Lafayette Road. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, not not to be conf- not to be uh, outdone. There's also a Versailles Road. Oh, instead of Versailles. <laughs> well, that's Versailles. Not like yeah. the capital of South Dakota. No one's calling it Pierre. It's spelled Pierre. It is Pierre. It was named after a French explorer, Pierre. But right. in South Dakota, it's Pierre. It is Pierre, Pierre. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It don't sure you, is. Don't you dare throw an extra syllable in there. I, don't you air oh, Pierre. I uh, I took French in high school, and everybody got their French names. Of course, Stephen is Etienne. Uh, my friend Todd, the teacher, goes, "There's no such thing as Todd, so we just called him Pierre." <laughs> sure. Sorry. They don't do like Todd it. in French. Yeah. Not how that works. Oh, by the way, speaking of this poopanaut out there in, uh, out there, uh, some suburb in Sacramento, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, this is a little clip from the city council meeting. Now, poopanaut, all right. You want to, it's a, a, I think a valley or a mountain or something like that in Yosemite National Park. Poopanaut, and that's why they went with it. But uh, so they bring it up at the city council meeting. People are having some fun with it, but you've always got to have that one super serious person, mm-hmm. the one that brought it. Listen to this dink. Poopanaut? Poopanaut? <laughs> well, I thought it was very strange. It's a funny name for a street. Somebody really, really needs to think about a new name. What's the name? I'm not saying it. You know where it is, though. It's a silly name. Definitely, like, stuck in your head now. I cannot unremember it. Change the name to something less offensive. Why change it? It's been there for so long. I'm not even going to say the name of that street <laughs> no, in my public as a city council member. It's silly. Yeah. Uh, Candace, there is a road in Kentucky you would love. It's called Billy Goat Strut Alley. Oh, Billy Goat. Billy Goat like Strut Alley. Do we have a caller, Candace? <laughs> David from Savage. David, good morning, sir. Good morning. What do you got for us, brother? Tumble down Dick Road in Brookfield, New Hampshire. Wait, say Named after King Richard. Hold on, say that again. What is it? Tumble down Dick Road okay. in Brookfield, New Hampshire, named after 
King Richard. Fair, Fair enough. Wow. wow. One, two, or three. From his Andy. drunken stupors. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty strong right there. Um, uh, have you been on that road, or are you just aware of it? I can't hear you. Okay. Thanks right, for the call, thanks. brother. We appreciate thanks, it. Buddy. Um uh, I was asking if he'd actually been on that road. Mm-hmm. There are, hey, check this out. In New York, there is a town called uh, Copiag, or Copiag. I don't know how you pronounce it. I've not seen this. I just, I've just seen this online. There is an intersection, Kerrigan Street intersects with Harding Street. Anybody who was alive in 1994 oh, and remembers yes. the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding controversy. There mm-hmm. is an intersection, Kerrigan and Harding. You do not need to bring a tire iron there if you go. And I would not recommend slinging it at someone's <laughs> knees if you do. Why? Why? Remember just crying like a sure. bear? Do you re- can, Why? Can you begin to imagine if that story happened now with the but that's pre-internet. That's pre-cell phone. That's yeah. pre-everything. We probably wouldn't was, even cover it. And it was everywhere. I think no, I think it would go. I mean, the memes and the and the gifs and the the nonstop. I mean, Oh my God! A story like that—it's still the craziest. I mean, that, that's one of those things. Like my kids, at one point, when that we were talking about that, you know, they were like in high school, and I got just watching their face because they started thinking about. It. They're like, "Wait, wait, hold on a minute. Let me get this straight." An American figure skater paid someone to maim another American yeah. figure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the craziest sports story. Probably ever. It's completely insane. It's yeah. fantastic. And Nancy Kerrigan ended up hosting Saturday Night Live after it was all said and done. Oh, so bizarre. Right. Yes. right. So absolutely uh, my, bizarre. Uh, my oldest Taylor watched, um, I forget the name of it now, Margot Robbie uh, played. I Am uh, Tanya. Yeah, I so, Am Tanya. Yeah, that was that was what it was? Yeah. Yeah, I Am Tanya. Right. And I think it was actually, wasn't it semi-pro? Uh, That's exactly I'm getting right. a lot of grief from my buddies going, dude, you and I literally went to the theater and watched Tropic Thunder together. Leave me alone, Rich. Uh, but anyway, we're not backing up here. But anyway, yeah, she watched the Margot uh, Robbie stars as Harding in I Am Tanya. And uh, I think, was that it? Anyway, she calls me up and says, Dad, did you hear about this Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan thing when it happened? I'm like, well, yeah, everybody heard oh, of it. It was yeah. like the O.J. Simpson trial. It was the story that captured her imagination and disgust and had us scratching our heads. And she's like, "That's." N-. she just was blown away that it ever actually happened. And she said, well, in the movie, th- this happened. And, and this happened. I said, yeah, all that actually happened in real life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it really did. Um, it's uh, to think that, to th- yeah, really, to think that that was like the precursor to O.J. He's sitting at home going, that seems like it's gotten a lot of attention. Huh. <laughs> Those people are crazy. Iron. Jeez. Hang on. Where's my serrated knife? God. That's not mm. something we should joke about. Um, absolutely true, though. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? All right, well, we're going to move along. we got a lot coming up. 8 o'clock hour, we got a couple of guests at 8 and 9 o'clock. Fascinating guests. We have a game show. Oh, I just saw it. Beat the toaster. Yes, sir. On a Friday. Oh, are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. Sweat. You know what? I'm going to have to snort some caffeine to get up for this one. Have you heard about the latest online trend, snorting caffeine? Don't do it. Uh, we'll talk about this new trend at 730. Hang tight. Connect with us on the KQ Talk and Text Line, 651-989-ROCK. That's 651-989-ROCK. 92 KQRS. I'm Steve Gorman. This is the KQ Morning Show. It is Friday, January the 19th. Oh, Led Zeppelin. 
over the hills and far away. Jimmy Page bumped into George Harrison in the early 70s, and they were having a chat. A Zeppelin guy and a Beatle guy. The biggest band of the 60s, the biggest band of the 70s. They're hanging out, as guys like that used to do. And George Harrison said, no, the band sounds great, but, you know, you don't have any ballads. And really, that's what separates. You know, you got to have, if you haven't laid down a legit ballad, eh, your songwriting is going to be called into question. Basically, that's what he was implying and saying. And Jimmy Page said, oh, yeah, well, uh, that's probably a good point. And then he went home and wrote the rain song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a shortened version of the story, but he was inspired by George's comments like, yeah, I've got some ideas, dude. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, You want a ballad? Here's a ballad. Yeah, right. Yeah, thanks thanks for the feedback though. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I mean, he did write something. He knows some, he knows a yeah. little he knows a little something about a ballad here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, you know, when you think about sessions, you think about the Beatles working on those records and just knocking, you know, they they made their first album in 13 hours. The Beatles' first album was recorded live just straight up one afternoon into the evening. Bing bang boom. I got to think they were just hitting cup after cup of coffee, maybe even snorting their caffeine. Oh. Although, well, <laughs> actually, probably not. But you can now if you want to get a jolt. Check this out. Snorting caffeine is all the rage with the kids out there. Wow. There is a product. It's called, I'm cocaine. not making this up. It's called <laughs> cocaine. It's called Want a Bump. Oh boy. <laughs> Speaking oh, of cocaine, yeah. it is a white powder. It looks like oh. cocaine. <laughs> but it is a... it is legal. Okay. You can order it on Amazon and the the words it's billed as instant energy on demand. Wow. All right. I mean, call me old fashioned, but I mean, why this can't be good for you. No. I mean, I, I know no, it's no, legal. No. Most of the things that I love that are legal are not good for me, but snorting, uh, what a bump. All right. Yeah. If you drink caffeine, if you eat a piece of chocolate, uh, the caffeine absorbs into your body gradually. Yeah. Uh, if you snort it, of course, it gets right into that bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And you can, in fact, overdose. Um, you have to eat, they say... 28 to 30, you have to drink 28 to 30 cups of coffee before your body (laughs) goes into overdose on caffeine. But you can snort some caffeine and just skip the line real fast. There's a caffeinated nasal spray also available. It's called Turbo Snort. I mean, didn't, isn't Panera Bread in a little hot water because they caffeinated up some lemonade? I mean, what is, what's, what's going to happen to Turbo Snort? I I don't know. A Turbo Snort to me, that's like a, that's a, that's a word you apply to a wild feral hog. (laughs) Look at that Turbo Snort. He's over there tearing up the sty. Holy hell. Man. Um, yeah, snortable caffeine. No, Absolutely no reason for that. 28 cups of coffee will make you OD on caffeine. I watched a member of uh, our band's road crew. In fact, he was my drum tech in 1993 at a hotel bar in uh, Belgium. Wanted to see what would happen if he drank eight double espressos. Oh my God. Heart attack? Pretty much. Yeah. He he really he turned colors that I this is the same guy who once ate a a very large like serving spoon piled high with actual Japanese wasabi. Oh wow. Oh. Why yeah. do I have a feeling you guys didn't even make a 
decent attempt to try and stop him. And oh, in fact, God, you no. probably encouraged him. No, of course. When somebody takes a tube, if you go to Japan, you'll get wasabi in a, it looks like a toothpaste tube. Yeah. Uh, and it's, boy, it's not like the wasabi you get here. It's hot. And uh, you need a very little amount. And he took that toothpaste tube and just squeezed it all in a giant spoon and yeah. said, "What will, when, the, when someone says, what do you guys pay me to eat this? The answer is, uh, I don't know, a hundred bucks each because you just can't wait to see someone kill themselves. He right. basically did. He was on the floor writhing in it's, discomfort, but he swallowed oh. it and kept it down. The whole thing we said is if you throw up, you don't get the money. We were having many cocktails at a sushi place many years ago, and I took a gigantic spoonful of wasabi, thinking oh, it was like really? avocado, guacamole, <laughs> and I started to cry. Oh, oh, you didn't do it to be funny. No, no. Honest mistake. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, wasabi is actually, so it's uh, what we're usually eating here is horseradish sauce with green food coloring. Wasabi is a horseradish root that mm-hmm. grows only in one river, I understand, in Japan, and it's insanely hot. You can go to some of our fine grocery stores here in the Twin Cities and get uh, a wasabi in a tube. Yeah. It's about twenty five percent actual wasabi Oof, root, yeah. but yeah, the stuff we're uh, stuff we're clamoring for at our local joints around here, mostly just horseradish with a little uh, green food color. Yeah. But that wasabi stuff, that real that the real in thing. Japan, yeah, whew, man, I can't imagine. No, it, it it is such a small amount. You you add to your little soy sauce on your little side bowl thing, you know, and yeah. it, man, it is just uh, it's phosphorescent <laughs> to say the very least. Yeah. So the same guy's name was Shipper. Between that and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a couple, and then the next year, the eight double espressos within like twenty five minutes, sitting oh. at a hotel bar. Could I have another one? Could I have another one? And the bartender at some point is like, "This is not a good idea." He's like, "I just want to see what'll happen." And then he was, he was his, he was uncontrollably shaking as if he were freezing cold. Yeah, well, and yeah, we're like, dude, what, what, what do you? And then um, um, we, here's the part that was really surprising is he later developed a very serious drug habit. Hmm. It's like, that was just an inevitability. Yeah, I think Uh. so, too. You had to have, I think especially guys, actually Candace will probably back me up on this, that women are are no different. You have to have that one weird, crazy friend that just does everything. Ours was, in South Dakota, was Stump. You know, and Stump just just wanted to be loved and uh, I, I don't know accepted by all of us. So he would do anything. Hey, bite the head off that fish! All right, and he'd just grab a fish and bite the head off. Sure, and puke all over the place. Yeah. And good old Stump would have uh, would have pulled some of those things. Every every young, every group of young people has the gobbler, the guy who will just still. <laughs> it's like hey, yeah. take all those pills now or eat eat the weed. The cops are coming. There's there's one person who yeah. will just happily do whatever needs to be done in the moment. We used to throw our money into the middle. Ours probably all came to about a hundred bucks maybe for him. And because we read somewhere once that you can't drink a gallon of water in an hour, can't do it. Right. Bad for you. It could kill you. Yeah. Stump. You know, in goes the money, and there's Stump. And after about, I don't know, a half hour, he's got two-thirds of the gallon gone. He starts to turn blue. We did have to take him in for that one. These are, you know, everybody's like, oh, these online challenges are insane. But, yeah, we've been doing them for a long time. Oh, the- Do not try to drink a gallon of water within no, one hour. No, there was a radio station, I remember, within the last decade that had, a, or maybe it was 15 years. But, but since I started doing radio, I remember talking about, you know, they used to do hands on a hard body, all those competitions where you had to... Touch the truck, and if you don't let oh, go, yeah. the, the person who stays on the longest wins a truck. Uh-huh. Um, there was a, it was a, just a thing where it was how much water can you drink? And a girl drank 
enough water to kill herself. Like, she died, like, hours later uh, at the hospital, and they were like, yeah, you you can overdose on water pretty easily. That's right. I'm remembering that. A a stump preceded that, and and I think I remember telling that story on the air. It was for a Wii. Remember when the Wii gaming consoles first came out? And it was to take a Wii. Who's the last to take a Wii? Who could drink the most water without taking a week? Radio so wacky and You know the Nintendo people were thrilled when that all went down. Oh, no kidding. A huge lawsuit. Uh, we didn't, you know, my family, uh, my wife and I, when we, when the kids were younger, we were like, nah, we're not going to get them video games. We'll just wait as long as we can. It's an inevitability, sure. But, you know, you hear about the fact that those little brains can just get hardwired and go crazy. Uh-huh. And one year at Christmas, so the kids are like seven and five or six and four early days. Uh, Rosemary's nephew had a Wii console and he was done with it. He just thought, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to get something else. So he brought it over to the house the day after Christmas, unannounced, and said, I brought something for the, and the kids open up and he gave them a Wii without checking with those kids' parents first. And there, and McConnell is like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, we plug it in. And the, the Wii bowling thing, you know, I had never even oh, seen yeah. a Wii. I love it. Um, yeah, the problem wasn't the kids. It was me. I, I bowled. I, I, I hurt that. my elbow bowling Wii. <laughs> I, got, I literally, I got Wii bowling elbow uh, nine hours later. I'm like, no, I think I've got, I'm going to bowl a 300. I swear to God. My kids are like, my dad lost himself to the Wii game. That's terrible. going to miss a couple of gigs. Why? Wii bowling. Yeah, trust me. And by the way, uh, to this day, Marley, she's 21. Do not. Do not accept the challenge to play Mario Kart against Marley Gorman. Oh, no. She's never lost. It's incredible. That kid is a demon. Let's go. Candace smells a challenge. Candace, you don't want any part of it. I'm I'm just telling you right now. (laughs) Oh, back to snorting caffeine, by the way. When I was in high school... Uh, my, I met my girlfriend's grandmother who was uh, pounding the snuff back in the day. Did you ever see oh, anyone? Yeah. You know, snuff? Oh, the snuff, sure. Powdered sure. tobacco? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird one. Like an elderly woman just like, well, it's nice to meet you, Steve. <laughs> just snuffing away. You know? mm. And I, I'd never even heard. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what's happening? What? Why? What's that stuff going up her nose? What was the... Uh, That's just Tony, granny what? snuff. Yeah, Tony Candace, you remember the sure. ga- gas The gas stuff zergamutlicite. Oh, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Bless you. I'm sorry, did, uh, you, just, that, did you just hiccup? What yes, was I that? did. Oh, I miss gas stuff. Yeah. Oh, what a fun yeah. place. What? Yeah, fantastic was. German uh, uh, restaurant bar. Yeah. Oh, what's it called again? You- gas stuff zergamutlicite. Oh, yeah, house of no house longer. of good spirits, house of fun, basically. I love yeah, that. yeah. Your boots of beer in there, you would try to slam without spilling a beer mm-hmm. all over yourself. Past the boot, kind of thing. Uh, good German stuff, but they had snuff was a big part of it, and yeah. I just that was the first time I tried it. And you just kind of, I didn't really get it. I was like, oh, okay, mm. and it would shoot it up your nose. Like yeah, little... snap that little wood board. Yeah. Oh spring. my, really? Uh-huh. Man, I missed a lot. Oh, was <laughs> <laughs> Before you, football you practice, lot, we used to uh, we would pop a Vibrant. Was like caffeine tablets. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, idiotic. Right. You would just Cheaters. get, yeah, we just get nervous. <laughs> Cheaters. You were man. juicing, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember uh, being at soccer practice after we had all watched an after school special where a kid named Ricky's, he, he's on the Reds. 
some kid got a hold of his reds, parents' yeah. reds were some upper, and he was like a football player, and he went went all. We were like, man, maybe we should get some reds. We'd be better at <laughs> We'd be better at sports if we had a jar of reds. I have no yeah. idea what that reds. even meant. I don't know where the blues were, the downers or something, the moods or reds. something. Yeah, I don't know. That was uh, that was back in the days when you could turn on an after school special and watch Helen Hunt on Angel Dust throw yes. herself from a third story window. Man, that oh. was great stuff, wasn't it? I, oh my I'll never forget my mom freaking out. Uh, do they have the angel dust? It's, I'm like, I don't even know what angel dust is. Uh, yeah. We live in Woolsey. I'm hoping sometime soon <laughs> yeah, to be right. able to score a, a joint or yep. a lid of some uh, ditch weed from Mexico. But yeah, pretty sure uh, I'll look around, Mom. If I see any angel dust, I'll I, I, stay I, As far like as I know, I've only been around angel dust, also known as PCP, once. And it wasn't anybody I knew. But in 1990, uh, we were on tour opening for Robert Plant, and we were in Seattle outside the, the the arena there. We had just played. I'm walking out to the bus through the parking lot, right? And I see three Seattle police officers, and they are holding a guy who's wearing blue jean shorts, no shirt, no shoes, just 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 his jorts, basically, just cutoffs. <laughs> and he and he looks bad like boy, he's he boy. looks like. He he just woke up from 1977. I mean, he looked. He was an old school head, yeah. and and he's got one cop holding one arm, one cop holding the other arm, and he's not handcuffed. But they're just walking him to their squad car. He's been arrested for something, mm-hmm. and in the middle of just what seemed to be a calm uh, undertaking for the police officers, he throws his arms out. One cop loses the grip. The other hangs onto the grip. The two cops that aren't holding him jump on him. All of a sudden, I'm watching three cops, and I'm like. Oh, my God, I'm going to watch them. They're going to beat the living daylights out of this guy. He flings them around like like he's a, 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 a like a silverback gorilla or something of su- superhuman strength. He's just some old, you know, toasted stoner from the 70s. And he whips these cops off of him, and he takes off running at, at a clip that you just could not possibly imagine. Wow. And the three cops literally just stared at him. They didn't even try to catch him. And I'm st- and they look and I'm like what what and they look over at me and one of them goes that guy's so high on angel dust that's what he said yeah. and I was like he must be because he literally he could have picked up a car if somebody had been trapped under it like wow. without a second thought yeah it was just- great and I thought I need to get some of that <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw a bunch of cops around is that Helen Hunt jumping yeah. out of the window yes it is yes. oh man when she yeah. hit the ground too. Oh, yeah, and bounce. There's a little bit of a bounce there, too. It was in slow motion, as I recall. That's and a, what a beautiful name for this rageful, crazy drug. Angel dust. Yeah, angel dust. dust off the angels. It's nice. That's ah, lovely. It's that like, is it's, lovely. You know, it's like the angel's envy, or what, what do they call that? Angel drops, the, the condensation of, of distilleries, the last the drop angel of... Angel share. Angel it, share. That's I what believe, or something like that. Yeah. yeah the, the, the angel takes it. All right. Well, hey, listen, we've got an interview, so we got to get along here. We're very very excited to be speaking with former Queen security guard Walt Verson. Uh, part of Queen Rock Montreal is playing nationwide in IMAX this weekend only. We'll talk with Walt Verson here at 8 o'clock. Hang tight. It's the KQ Morning Show.
92KQRS. Devani's, your local pizza and hot hoagie joint in the Twin Cities, has been family-owned since 1975. With 20 convenient locations, they proudly employ 900 Minnesotans. Whether it's team gatherings, family meals, work lunches, or just craving familiar comfort food, Devani's is your trusted go-to. If you're looking for delivery, takeout, or somewhere to dine in, they've got you covered. Do you have a large group to feed? They're the large order experts you can count on. Order online at Devani's.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Zip, Tony, Candace, and Steve Gorman are the KQ Morning Show. 92 KQRS. Good morning. The weekend is upon us. Uh, NFL football uh, front and center over the weekend. Games tomorrow, games Sunday. Also happening this weekend in IMAX theaters, there is a Queen concert. Queen Rock Montreal. A, uh, a very famous concert shot from 1980. It was released in 1981. You can see clips of it online, but now it's been refurbished, rebuffed up, remastered, remixed, re-engineered, blah, 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 blah. But it's an IMAX. And if you want to get a look at an incredible band at the peak of their powers, that might be worth your time. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by a guy named Walt Verson. He was a part of Queen's Universe at that time. He's one of the executive producers of this film. And we'll check in with him. Um, if you want to, if you want to see Queen live, you can always Google, you know, just Queen live, and you can see some footage. If you want to find other things online, Google's teasing some new AI-powered search features right now. Basically, here's the thing they're trying to make happen. You can be anywhere in the world, and you can be looking at anything, and you just hold your phone up to it and say, "What is that?" And your phone yeah. will immediately say, "That's a duck-billed platypus," or "That's the yeah. Eiffel Tower," or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because my gosh, it's gotten too hard to write things like "weird animal in Australia that has a bill and a beaver tail," or you know, the way we have to Google things now is apparently too difficult. It's archaic. It's Middle Ages stuff. Apparently talk, so. We talked last week, the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, the big one out in uh, Las Vegas that yeah. just wrapped up. They have these glasses, and I was just watching videos. I haven't tried them out myself, but it uses this AI technology. When Steve Gorman, I won't get anything wrong again on the air. I'll be brilliant yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, because I, when someone asks a question, or if I have a question, my glasses will answer it. And just very up there in the right-hand corner, almost translucent, it will give me the answer. Or if I prefer, it'll just mention it in my ear on the glasses, mm-hmm. which don't even go into your ear. It's just that kooky technology. AI, baby, we're living in a new age. Brian, what's the final straw that broke the camel's back of modern society? It, the answer is me, these glasses. <laughs> that's that's exactly yes. what that's going to be. I, 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 you know, it's just when you think, okay, we're starting to settle in here with the internet i think yeah things are crazy out there but are they crazier than they used to be i think we're adapting we're starting to figure it out then they throw us you know this new knuckleball and at some point there's got to be some serious ramifications but i would think yeah well what could possibly go wrong 
Um, I was pretty excited, though, about the binoculars that, you know, that you look at a bird and it immediately tells you what kind of bird that is. And, yeah. I, and, and again, the only reason I like that is I have a brother who's a bird nut, an or- ornithologist, if you will. Oh. And I would just love to have those and him not know it, just so I could act <laughs> like I care. Yeah. Oh, that's a yellow-bellied thrap thruster. And he'd be like, oh, my God, really? You finally realize how cool birds are. And then, of course, I'd say, no, I just got these weird binoculars, you strange person, yeah? Oh, no, I love my brother Dave. Big, big bird guy. Always those birds and planes, man. Get that guy up there. Hey, you know what? We now are joined on the horn. Walt Verson is with us, uh, part of Queen Rock, Montreal, as I just mentioned, nationwide at IMAX this weekend only. Walt, good morning, sir. Good morning, Steve. How you doing, man? I'm great, and I'm happy to talk to you about the fact that Queen, uh, everybody knows Queen, everybody knows Queen's music. The thing I would imagine might surprise people if they go see this film, it's interesting, historically, Queen, the, the, the bombast, the power of that band live, I think people are unaware. They were Zeppelin-esque in, in a live setting. They were as badass a rock band as there's ever been. Would you agree with that assessment? Well, I would have agreed with it. I would agree with it one hundred percent before seventy-two hours ago when I saw this movie in IMAX. Mm-hmm. And now, to say I agree is to say that I'm breathing. It's <laughs> right. unbelievable what what is in this film. And I was I was standing on stage for the performances that they filmed for this, and the, this film blew my socks off the other day. I was I was. It just emotionally, it's it's this format. It's so big. It's an aggressive, raw rock show. It captures a moment, and the band is at was at its peak powers. You can argue, you know, fans love to argue the band was best at this record. The band was the best at this. Mm-hmm. Some people say jazz, news of the world. Some people are old school. It's undeniable that in 1981, they were at the peak of their powers, and like you said rip your face off rock and roll and this show in particular Mm -hmm. is rip your face off rock and roll it is a ferocious performance more so than i remember i was floored i almost felt like i was seeing it for the first time and i was actually standing on the stage right you know they did it to that that point walt that's an amazing yeah you had the best seat in the house but 40 years later as as much as you remember and as much as that memory burns bright there's i I can't imagine there's anything quite like seeing these guys now 20 feet tall uh with a remixed uh sound and everything so it's nationwide this weekend imax queen rock montreal your story of how you ended up start how you started up i should say working with queen is pretty fascinating tell our listeners about that well, and, and it also has has some local angle to it uh, in in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen in in the seventies and eighties, one of the biggest rock bands out there. I think it was the Stones, Zep, um, you know, the bands. Those were the kings, ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, most of those bands, all of those bands, used East End London toughs as their security force. Right, it was a good company, but these were bar bouncers from London um, through an absurd set of circumstances the most of the entirety of Queen's security staff from 1977 to 1982 was Northwestern University football players oh, and awesome. for those of you who understand <laughs> football incredible. <laughs> um, Northwestern football Northwestern football in the 70s was 
abysmal, to say the least. Right. You know, money started going crazy. There's a million reasons for it. We we were good players, but it was we were getting overwhelmed by the by Northwestern was sort of holding on to the academic reputation. Sure, sure. And yeah. um, we suffered for it. Our our uh, our our captain was Kevin Bird from from. Uh, from St. Thomas Academy in in St. Paul. Wow. Um, so and 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 our offensive line coach John Eichstead, who lives is retired and lives in St. Paul as well now. He had a, a he had a saying. He hated anything that had to do directly with playing football. He would say, "Buckle up and play the game." So there's actually a documentary being made called "Play the Game: A Jock and Roll Story" about how six. Northwestern football players from the dismal 70s ended up as the security force for Queen in their heyday. It's an absurd, insane, (laughs) magic carpet ride story. So that's how I ended up getting there. uh, A couple players before me were there, and then I took the job over in 1980, and I brought a couple players, Mike Fiedler and and Wally Kaspricki, from that team out with me. And we traveled the world for a couple of years. And it was. I'm going to go ahead unbelievable. and unbelievable. Ass- I stayed in the music business. Yeah, I, I know that you did, Walt. I'm going to assume there's nothing about growing up and playing football and going to Northwestern that could have prepared you for the world you saw touring around with Queen. Well, I, well, I thought I, I'm a city kid. I grew up in Chicago. I had walked into a gay bar by accident once during college. <laughs> I thought I knew stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I went out there, and it, my life, my life changed from the day I walked into the tour. It's like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> where I went from black and white to color. The first three weeks on the road, and I had been prepped. Paul Corzelius had been out there for a couple of years. Was very thorough. I mean, he, you've probably dealt with Paul. Paul ran Bon Jovi's management company for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So if Paul's been in your station with John a million times, I've been in your station with the acts that I've managed over the years. But Paul prepped me, and then I got off the plane in Los Angeles. Three hours later, the guys got in, and later that night, we were at the Rainbow, and John Entwistle was running around with his pants around his ankles, and I thought, <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah. This is a brand new world. Here we go. Brand new world. I'm sitting with the guys in Queen, and John Entwistle is throwing it down at the rainbow. Wow. Time to catch up. It yeah. was insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Man, that is that is outstanding right there. Walt Verson is with us on the horn. <laughs> it is. Um, the film, again, Queen Rock Montreal, in IMAX, this weekend only nationwide. I think that uh, for 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 um, reasons that all make sense, Freddie Mercury gets the lion's share of attention. To this day, when you think of Queen, you see Freddie, you hear his voice. But one thing that I know, I've seen this film like just on online. I've never seen the IMAX. I've never heard it the way I'm going to hear it if I go see it this weekend. But one thing I do know is people who do see it will also understand that Queen was a lot more than Freddie Mercury. This is one of the great bands. Everybody, all four members of that band were uh in, had an integral role in the sound and feel and vibe. And I and I think that's what the most exciting thing to me as a fan is is getting a chance to relive and experience in a way I never have the greatness of all four of those guys. Steve, you have to see it, and you have to see it because that what you just said will amplify by a thousandfold mm-hmm. when you see that. Seeing it up close, it stunned me 
those are my guys. Mm-hmm. I was a kid. I was 22 years old. They were old men in their early 30s. Yeah. And I watched them up there, and the word that kept striking me that I hadn't anticipated was, this is beautiful. They're at the prime. Fred, when you see a 30-foot picture of Freddie Mercury's face, his skin is perfect. He's in the prime of his life. AIDS was not even, you know, not even in the atmosphere yet. He was, he was strapping, and they're beautiful. I mean, look, there's beauty shots of Brian May where you think that that's the definition of a rock god. Yeah. And they're putting out a performance. I, I, I give you just a little, just a little background. And Brian has said this in the press recently. You'll see kind of an angry Freddie Mercury. Uh, they didn't really want to be there. That film was supposed to be filmed in South America, either in Rio, uh, in, but we couldn't play Rio. Look up the history. It was, we went to South America, played a bunch of places, but they didn't pay enough the proper people in Rio. It was the wild, wild west back then. So there was an edge to it. If you're a punk rock fan, you go see this show and you'll go, wow. Yeah. That's got some edge, man. The, the, the Zeppelin people, everyone, Stones fans, go see it in this format, and <sighs> your head will get ripped off. I, I can tell you, I, <laughs> I toured with, and I spent time with Jimmy Page, and I asked him about, you know, we would talk him to him about all the bands, his contemporaries, and he had so much respect and reverence for Queen and he talked about seeing them live and just being astonished every time and I you know from that right away I'm like okay well that that seals that I guess I you know I had a feeling that's what he would say but yeah so like you said Zeppelin fans punk fans anybody there was something in Queen for absolutely everyone um Walt uh Walt Verson Absolutely. Walt Verson, it is a pleasure to chat with you. I'm looking forward to the Jock and Roll documentary as yeah. well. Um, I, and, yeah, and it answers that I'll question. See you again later this year, I hope. Great. And, and I've always wondered why was Northwestern football uh, lagging behind the rest of the conferences? Because you guys were having way too much fun off the field, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Walt, thanks for your time, brother. We appreciate the call. All right, Steve. Thanks for having me, man. You got Good it. Rock. We'll see you. Thank you. Uh, Queen Rock Montreal. This weekend, it's showing at some AMC theaters in the area. Southdale 16, Eden Prairie, right. and the CMX Odyssey IMAX. Um, yeah, man. I I will never get over the fact that I had Queen tickets in 1978 and did not use them. I was not able to go to the show. What happened? What happened was it was Thanksgiving night, 1978, the jazz tour. And uh, my older sister was going to take us to the show, and she had what's known as a pinched nerve in her neck and mm-hmm. could not move her head. And my parents told her she couldn't drive because of it, which totally checks out. But it didn't at the time. I was like, "What? Well, just what? Well, you have mirrors. I'll tell you if there's any traffic yeah, coming." You know, and, right. and we had uh, my brothers and I. Uh, there was four tickets, and none of, oh. and we were not able to go. Um, uh, neither parent stepped up. It was like, well, it's Thanksgiving night. My mom's been like slaving in the kitchen all day. She's yeah. like, I'm not driving an hour and then sitting outside the arena for three hours and then driving back an hour. And um, I, uh, this is embarrassing, but I haven't spoken to my mom since.
Right. <laughs> right. Rightfully so. You know, yeah. I want you to get together with mom and take her out to Queen Rock, Montreal, and uh, and and bury this hatchet once and for all. I'll tell you, this has screwed up my entire weekend. Did they say just for this weekend? Yeah, it's three now, days right, only. Now I've got to squeeze that in there because there's no way I'm not going to see this. Obviously, I have not seen Queen. I have seen Queen, you know, uh, well after uh, Freddie Mercury's passing, but um, but not like this yeah. in this kind of venue. So. I mean, you just don't pass up this kind of rock and roll experience. Tickets are selling out now while we're screwing around. Yep. Uh, let's get along here. We've got a game show. Oh, man. Right now on the KQ92 Talk and Text Line, callers 9 and 2. Two brave, bold callers. 651-989-ROCK. We're playing Beat the Toaster. Yes! And we have tickets. Todd Rundgren. Wednesday, April 17th at the Uptown Theater. Prize provided by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale today, 9 a.m. this morning. Our runner-up. Gets a four-pack of tickets to the Minneapolis Boat Show now through Sunday at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Prize provided by Discover Boating Minneapolis Boat Show. 651-989-ROCK. Dial up. Good luck. And hang tight. Connect with us on the KQ Talk and Text Line. 651-989-ROCK. That's 651-989-ROCK. 92 KQRS. I'm Steve Gorman. This is the KQ Morning Show. It's Friday, January 19th, and man, am I happy right now. Did you it, get tickets? I, I No. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I, no I'm no. going to. Candace is going to go see Queen Rock Montreal tonight. Yeah. Are you going tonight or tomorrow night or Sunday? When are you going? I don't know. I can't decide if I want to go tonight or Sunday. But you do plan to see this film? Yes. Okay. What are you going to wear? Um... Uh, <laughs> he liked to come out. Now you're on the spot. Time time. I think I think you should go like Freddie. Faded jeans, a big leather belt, and a wife beater. Topless. Boom. Mustache and a wife <laughs> beater. He's topless on this concert. Well, he sta- but he starts off with the wife beater too. Oh, I, I mean, see. come okay, on. Okay, okay. I'll take. I'll start with the. Oh, okay, think okay, about okay. the kids, Candace. <laughs> Are the kids going to the IMAX for the? Well, they might see in the lobby. Wait till you get inside to go full on Freddie. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to get popcorn and a bunch of cruncha. Popcorn? And an icy. <laughs> popcorn and an icy. I'm going to watch Queen, Rock Montreal. Bonjour, mes amis. Nous avons Queen. I don't know. I, I forget how to speak French. Um, uh, nous avons. We have Queen. No, that's terrible. Um, hey, guess what? This is actually why I'm so happy, Zep, and why you're so anxious already. Because yeah. we're about to get down with a long overdue <laughs> game that we call, Tony. We call it this. It's been a while. Wakey, wakey. Eggs and bakey. Toast. 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 I would like toast. Toast. Who wants toast? I love toast. When this guy put some bread in a toaster, you won't believe what happened next. You've got bread and a toaster of some kind. Can you make me a grilled cheese sandwich? Your breakfast is ready. I didn't hear a ding. The KQ Morning Show presents... All we need to do is beat the toaster. Beat the toaster. It's a game show. Beat the toaster. Breakfast is ready. Yup, time again for Beat the Toaster. You know it, you love it. The Northland's most beloved anxiety-inducing game sensation. Here's what we do. We pop a hypothetical slice of bread into the toaster here in the studio. We're going to give you a category. Then you name as many things that pop into your head as possible in 15 seconds before the toast pops. Do it, Beat the Toaster. Man. 
man, I am excited. The winner today will get tickets to Todd Rundgren, April 17th at the Uptown Theater. The runner-up prize, a four-pack of tickets to the Minneapolis Boat Show now through Sunday. Uh, went by Wednesday night, the preview with my buddy Dan from Dan Southside Marine. And let me tell you a little something about 2024. It's the year I'm going to become a boot guy. Boats. Oh, really? Holy smokes. I was out of my mind at that boat show. I, uh, seriously, I was... I had the I had like a uh, 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 yeah. the call of the boat hit me <laughs> hard. It, it it does hit you hard, and I'll tell you what, man. You're, pardon another pun here, but you're going to get hooked, man. Because yeah, uh, I was a boat owner for many years, and we are perfectly set up for it. Because the weekends are crowded and they're crazy, but we get done at a time that if you have free time in the afternoon during the week yeah. to haul your boat out to a lake or to find a little slip somewhere, there is no better way to spend a weekday afternoon than uh, napping out on your boat. I have every int- by Labor Day weekend, everyone will refer to me as. Stevie Boats. That's what's going to happen. You're going to look adorable in a skipper hat. Oh, and an ascot. Are you kidding? (laughs) Watch your mouth. All right, let's get to it. It is time to beat the toaster. Candace, who is contestant numero uno? All right, we have David from Minneapolis. David, good morning, sir. Good morning. Are you ready to beat the toaster, my friend? I am ready. I like that gumption. Good luck to you, fella. Tony's going to take it from here. All right, David, let's bring it. Your first one. Throughout history, name some popular haircuts or hairstyles. Go. Bowl cut. Um, um, Pompadour. uh, Crew cut. uh, Beetle haircut. uh, Blondie haircut. Tweety. <laughs> I, first of all, I, one kept getting better than the next. Pompadour. Yes. We started pompadour. with the bowl cut, then the pompadour. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to rock a pompadour. I like that. What was okay. the Twiggy cut again? There's, there's, <laughs> a very I got skimpy bikini. Kind of a bob, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, bob, the right. bowl, the pompadour, yeah. the crew cut, the beetle, the blondie. What's the blondie? The blondie. What's that? that uh, are you talking Debbie Harry or is yeah, there? Sure. Or That's is what I was thinking. Dagwood's too. wife. What? Dagwood. Either one. Oh. Uh, so I got six. Is I got that, six. Yeah. yeah. All right, David. Strong effort, yeah. my friend. Uh, I was looking for beehive myself, but that's all that's right. Nice one. You yes. got you got six. That's a strong start. Mullet, Holt, baby. Ooh, the mullet, of course. The Mohawk. waterfall close to my heart. Yeah. Shag. Um, oh, we could go all day <laughs> on these. What are you kidding? Uh, David, sit tight for a minute. We're going to go to contestant number two for their round one effort. Candace, who is contestant number two? Kathy from Forest Lake. Kathy from Forest Lake. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Are you ready to beat the toaster? I hope so. I appreciate that self-awareness. Let's go. Tony, take it away. All right, Kath, you're in a Zoom meeting, an online meeting of some sort. Give some excuses you have for why you're not wearing any pants. Go. (laughs) I just woke up. I just got out of the bathroom. I just got out of the shower. Uh... To be naked, uh, <laughs> I'm, be, I'm having sex. Oh. Um, we got to get Kathy right. on a Zoom yeah. call. Stat, about that. wow, she, she's thought about this before. Mm-hmm. Strong effort. Just woke up out of the bathroom, out of the shower. You just simply like to be naked. You're having sex. That's a strong five, uh, right mm-hmm. there, Kathy. Well played. You got all of our attention. 
Very well done. But round two is usually, round two is when the pressure really starts to cook. So hang on for a minute, Kathy. We'll get back to you momentarily. But David, you are now up for round two. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. Let's go. All right. David, my man, during a fight, name some things that you can throw at someone that won't cause significant bodily harm. Go. A tomato. An egg. A head of lettuce. An M- some M&Ms. An ice cube. An empty bucket. Hey. <laughs> I, I get the impression David's just looking around the room he's in right. at yeah, stuff. Right. Tomato, egg, a head of lettuce. Uh, that, that, well, that's also what if you're heckling a performer you don't like. Right. Those three. Or making a sandwich. Uh, M&M's, ice cube, empty bucket. Six again. All Dang. of those make sense. David, that's 12 in two rounds. Oh. Strong performance, brother. Well played. All right. An empty is... bucket might be a little painful, but, yeah, uh, but again, not significant. Not significant. Not significant. Although, can Correct. you imagine what would bring a fight uh, to an end quicker than someone whipping an M M&M and M at you? Mm-hmm. You just have to stop right there, wouldn't you? I mean, what fight? That's that's, that's, that's an M M&M at me. Yeah, no, that's yeah, crossing thanks. the Rubicon right there. There's no coming back from that one, especially if it's a peanut M M&M. and M. All right, Kathy from Forest oh. Lake. It's time for round two. We wish you the best of luck, Kath. I got my boxing gloves on. There you go. Watch out, David. Start swinging. Okay, the Emmy Awards were just held. If you could create TV shows based on your life experiences, what would some of the titles be? Go. Hell, shame, Uh, sex, Uh, sex in the city. Uh, um, Oh, my God. Um... Oh, no. I, I, I can we, we're, No, no. Can we use, oh, my God, and oh, no? I want tough rugs. so bad I blew it. I froze. Okay. No, right. no. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no. And I blew it all perfectly <laughs> ap- ap- applicable. Uh, yes, I blew it. No, no we're, we're giving you. Seven she needed, though. Yeah, we're giving you six, and that's one shy. Kathy. Uh, you came up with 11 in two rounds, and my wow. gosh, I've never enjoyed uh, uh, anybody getting 11 out of 12 more. That was fantastic. You've got, you've got a four-pack of tickets to the Minneapolis Boat Show, Kathy. Very well played. Thank you. Yeah. David, you're the winner. you got tickets to see Todd Rundgren April 17th at the Uptown Theater. There are far worse ways to spend a night in April. Todd Rundgren's outstanding. Thanks for playing. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. You got it, man. That was great. Man, I have missed some toast around here. There was some good toast beating done. Oof. Let's beat the toaster, though. It's it's the pressure that it puts on you. I like the fact that she just started, uh, uh, you know, just choking out loud there, for want of a better phrase. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Those all count. Those would be great titles to my life. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I blew it. Perfect. That's fantastic. Really, really good stuff right there. Um, man, that's that's as good as it gets, Beat the Toaster. Always gives me a little shot of adrenaline. A- every yeah. time. Yeah, I get, I get, I get uh, for every other game, I'm, I'm just happy to have a good time and have a laugh. That one absolutely winds me up. Mm-hmm. There's just no getting around it. 
Yeah. That's all there is to it. Um, quick story out of uh, St. Paul, apparently, that I wanted to share with you. And I just, uh, I don't have a name. That's not the point. Police are investigating a situation at Como Park Elementary. Apparently, there was a pickup basketball game happening uh, during a parents' night open house at the elementary <laughs> school. And a 30-year-old man was playing basketball, accidentally shot himself in the leg with his own gun because he didn't remove it from his pocket for the game, apparently. At the elementary school. At the elementary school. Yeah, Yeah, well, I know I like to pack heat when I'm headed off to the elementary school to play a little pickup game of best. Sir, please. You guys want to run? I need a I need a I need a fifth. I got you. What's that in your pocket? Don't worry about it. I've played basketball so poorly. All right, I'm going to put that present tense. I play basketball so poorly. I wanted to shoot the ball from time to time, but not literally. I uh, I pl- this is an absolutely 100% verifiable with witnesses that I still know of true story. 1988, I'm playing a pickup game at a public park in downtown Atlanta and it's ferocious competition back when I used to really uh have a tiny bit of a game. Mm-hmm. And two guys uh guy and there was very clear point guard on each team. Like literally 10 guys on the court, everyone's over 6 feet except for two guys who were the designated the two smaller guys are the two point guards. They're guarding each other. They're both bringing the ball up court. And we're playing like four or five straight games, same 10 guys. It was awesome. And they are going at it, and they're jawing, and they're smacking each other, and they're like daring each other to call a foul. I mean, they're basically <laughs> killing each other, going at it. And finally, they come to blows, and they, they shove and shove. Everyone breaks them up. And one guy, his gym bag, he's put it under the hoop, and he walks over to his bag, and he unzips it, and he pulls out a switchblade. Uh-oh. And he looks at the other guy, and he goes, "You," he goes, I'm going to cut you, man. And the other guy goes over to his bag, and he pulls out a handgun. <laughs> and a badge. Beat you again. And, oh. a, and a badge. He oh, was at the Cab County Sheriff's <laughs> Deputy. And he goes, drop the gun, turn around. And he arrested the dude on the spot for pulling a knife on him. Wow, yeah. In his like, face. Wow. Meant to happen. That took a weird turn. <laughs> I, I thought, for, I, first thing I thought was, I'm going to get the Aaron Bullet. I'm sure of that. But it was, uh, it, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. But as it turned out, it was all just like, no. He goes, hey, man, uh, you know, I've had enough. And he, he just took the guy down right there on the court. We I mean, were, yeah. everyone's like, yeah, but now you guys, now we can't play. Now it's four yeah. on four. Couldn't you have arrested him later? <laughs> right, right. Jeez, man. Think of us. Hey, you can catch up with Steve Gorman in the KQ Morning Show podcast anytime you want, anywhere you get podcasts. The podcast of this show, available anywhere, anytime you get pod, wherever you get podcasts, you can find us, the KQ Morning Show. That is, of course, sponsored by our dear friends at... Devani's Pizza and Hot Hoagies. Devani's Pizza and Hot Hoagies. My God, what I wouldn't give for some of that mm. right now. Mm. Jenna messaged us. Did you hear that, Jenna? Are you listening out there? 9 a.m. yesterday, Robbie Krieger. She wants to hear the Robbie Krieger, Ed Roth interview on the podcast. Oh, you just nice. heard it from Steve right there. Did that at 9 o'clock yesterday. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, Mike E. Winfield is headlining Acme Comedy Company this weekend, and shows are selling out. He's our guest at 9 o'clock. Hang tight. It's the KQ Morning Show, 92 KQRS. 
Devani's, your local pizza and hot hoagie joint in the Twin Cities, has been family-owned since 1975. With 20 convenient locations, they proudly employ 900 Minnesotans. Whether it's team gatherings, family meals, work lunches, or just craving familiar comfort food, Devani's is your trusted go-to. If you're looking for delivery, takeout, or somewhere to dine in, they've got you covered. Do you have a large group to feed? They're the large order experts you can count on. Order online at Devani's.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't like in a company, and I don't know like how marketing sales. Yeah, you're a brand, you're a company. Yeah, and like Jay Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. To that, remind me not to quote any hip hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Zip, Tony, Candace, and Steve Gorman are the KQ Morning Show. 92 KQRS. Friday, January the 19th. This weekend at Acme Comedy, Mike E. Winfield. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night. Saturday's 7 o'clock is already sold out, so you better get some tickets quick. He's going to join us in studio in just a moment. A very funny man. In the meantime, speaking of ELO's Don't Bring Me Down, uh, don't forget to look at your lottery numbers. Check this out. A Minnesota lottery prize has gone for good. A $1 million winner did not claim their prize. And the clock has ticked. It was sold at Casey's General Store, University Avenue, Northeast, Summer of 22. Wait, and, what? Uh, yeah. Teasing. You but, heard I mean, me. And now. out there, oh, they're going to be sick to their gut. They're going to be sick to their gut or their stomach or whatever. Yeah, a million bucks. Check the numbers for crying out loud. Mike Winfield <laughs> just walked in the studio. Uh, you didn't buy a lottery ticket last summer in the Twin Cities, did you? And didn't check the number? Hey, I may have. Yes, I may have. <laughs> you got to check. When you travel, do you buy lottery tickets on the road? No, but I'm about to start right now after I hear some of these stories, you know, or just go out robbing. It's, it's you know, I don't know. People people actually win these things, apparently. That's the word on the street, anyway. Yeah, man, I'm tired of this scam, man. There are other ways to succeed without the lottery, and we all know what to do. Okay, I'm all ears because, uh, yeah, this lottery thing's not working for me so far. <laughs> hey, I set that up like I really had an answer. Hey, good morning. <laughs> How you doing? I was, I was excited. <laughs> uh, Mike Winfield, you are at Acme tonight, two shows, 7 to 930. Tomorrow, two shows. The 7 o'clock tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, is sold out. So if you want to see Mike, get on the stick. Might I add, so were the Wednesday and the Thursday. They yeah. were oh. sold out as well. Man, so I um, like that. Those of you considering, like, <laughs> Eh, I'll wait till I get there. Uh, don't make that move. Get your tickets in advance because they come in to see me now, baby. They What's are. going on? They are. <laughs> Things are going well. Wait, you're from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, I'm from Baltimore, man. I miss that place. I haven't been shot at in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> east or West? Hey, man, it's all bad. I was from East Baltimore. I remember oh, when okay. I was seven years old, I found a gun under my mom's pillow. Ooh. I was like, man, I can't wait for my teeth to fall out. Oh, my. <laughs> Two fairies handing out pistols. <laughs> I, I've got, uh, you may think I'm making this up. I'm not. I, I have a lot of good friends in Sandtown on the west side. Is uh, that right? Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I grew up in Savannah Park. Look at that. Yeah. Right, right. A, couple, a couple of Maryland guys who got out. 
Um, but uh, no, Severna Park and, and, and West Baltimore have very little in common, actually. But same state, that's about it. So you got right. out. Uh, so, But as a seven-year-old... Uh, you you clearly could see things with a sense of humor already. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen a lot. And that's the reason you said it. You get out. Yeah. You got to get out of that place and move on to wherever you want to go to next. And for me, that was California. Man. Yeah. Head west, young man. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then along the way, I also know, uh, just in reading your bio, not only did you decide to, uh, to get married and make a commitment to a woman, you married a woman with a kid. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I got an older wife. I like women with checkbooks. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> she's older. Helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I got a stepson. Me and him, we're the same age. I call him Step Man. <laughs> no, same age for real? Yeah, he dropped me off at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Other day, he had my clothes on. I'm like, you look stupid. He's like, these are your clothes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> a Step Man. I've never heard of that. That's a, that's a good concept. Yeah, people think I'm joking until they see yeah. my social media. He's sick. Too. He has chest hair. I don't have any, you know, and uh, he works out. So he walks around the house shirtless, oh, man. which makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, put on some clothes. You don't pay bills around here. Yeah, really, man. <laughs> you got to earn that. Right. But then he'll go, I pay the Hulu. <laughs> yeah, but that's six dollars. I'm like, you can't walk around in drawers if you pay a six dollar bill. Man, no kidding. <laughs> you did. Uh, you did. America's Got Talent. Yeah, that's the game changer lately. Yeah, yeah, man. I got Simon Cowell's Golden Buzzer, and soon as that white man's hand went up, my ticket sales changed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I tell you, you know, I'm watching a lot of shows sell out. Yeah, and um, it was a great experience when uh-huh. America's Got Talent. Well, that's that's the thing I'm always curious about is what we see on TV and what you experience are probably two entirely different situations. It's possible. You know, you don't see me really waiting backstage to go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but as far as the performances go, yeah. you know, they were kind of cool with me. I had a lot of material to choose from and they were Rocking with it, helping, you know, to create a story, you know, yeah, sure. and I got to meet like Heidi Klum in person. That was wild. Because I'm tall. She's taller than me. And granted, she had on heels, but I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm meeting Sophia Vergara. Oh, man. man, I wish I would have met her after the divorce. Man, mm-hmm. that would have been. Mm-hmm. That would have been the perfect timing, but it's all about timing in life. Yeah, right. So right. when you fir- your first appearance on the show, who were you up against? Who? What other? It wasn't all comedians, obviously. They have no. everything. What? Who else was on stage that night? Do you even remember? Man, I went. I went against a dance group with about six. What was it, like thirty dancers that were from like. Palestine or something uh-huh. like that. You know, right. I had a, a magician who rapped. It was like all t- <laughs> Hey, man, they were some of my favorites. And you're talking about the first appearance. The second appearance, mm-hmm. I remember Josh Blue was with me. He was on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've known Josh forever, you know, so... It was a lot of competition. It's almost one of those things where you don't even get nervous because it's like out of your hands. Yeah, sure. Like, I got to be funnier than a guy who can juggle. 
So, like, how do you even measure that? It's just a matter <laughs> of true. who do they want to advance? Yeah. Do you need someone sense. black in the finals? <laughs> <laughs> the very pragmatic Mike E. Winfield, ladies and gentlemen. At Acme, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock is sold out, as were Wednesday and Thursday. That's a nice turn. You get on TV, like you said, and now... Uh, tickets are moving. You're bouncing all over. It's got to feel pretty good. You've been at this yeah, a while. It's amazing. Yeah, I got a lot of mature fans. Yeah, they go to bed about nine. Oh, so that's really? why that seven o'clock show sold out. <laughs> hey man, that's uh, you're you're looking at one right here. The, hey. older, the older I get, I just can't. I just can't do it anymore. Well, look at that. I appreciate it, and I really appreciate them older moms out there. That's my jam. That's the yeah, jam. Yeah, I like that wear and tear. You know, well, you're it's, walking it like you're talking. You're hey, living it. I, Hey, they used to call me the varicose vein chaser. I really don't care how old. I like when she wears readers. I'm like, oh, she blind too? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, growing up in Baltimore, though, what were you into as a kid before comedy? Did you, did you play music? Did you play sports? What did you uh, do? Just not getting killed. Just, that's you know, it, that was much. it. That's a full-time <laughs> occupation? You got to be full-time out there. Yes. Yeah, do people still come up to you and say, is the wire realistic? All the time. Got and I'm to. like, yeah. It's yeah. really reminiscent when it, I watch it. Yeah. It's very, very. I, I told you, I had friends in Sandtown. And uh, when I started watching The Wire, it was just like, man, they got that down. Yeah, you can feel moments. And yeah. I, I appreciate a show like that where yep. you can watch it and actually feel the moments yeah. of it in like a real space. Now yeah, it's really creative. That's what I want to do. I'm going to have a TV show that this my, year. That was my next question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My show is going to be, it's going to run for seven seasons. And it's going to be one of the funniest comedies that anyone has ever seen on network television. Man, I like a man with a plan. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens. You know, I realized that I gotta say everything I want out loud, and it yeah. always manifests. It's really real. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I say it all out loud, and I just watch these things happen. That's how I got on television. Yeah. That's how I got on AGT. Two consecutive seasons, everybody. Two in a row, and I lost yeah. both times. Uh -huh. Who's done that? Yeah. Did, were, did, did you say out loud, I'm going up twice, I'm losing both times? Absolutely. That's okay. what happened. I should have said, I, I should have spoke a little more specific. I just said I was going to get on. I didn't say I was going to yeah, win. Right. I, I myself, have, I feel like I've manifested a few things over the years. Tell you me just, about just it. Just set your mind to it. Yeah. You just tell people that's what's happening. It's amazing how often those things actually happen. Yeah, you just got to do it, you know. But people yeah. will abuse it once they know it works. They'll, like, well, the manifest key, beautiful women in their lives. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> these type of things happen. You got to be careful. A lot of red flags. Yeah. You can definitely get in trouble. Mike E. Winfield at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. So, um... Uh, so, uh, do you like traveling? Are you happy on the road? Do you, you feel better at oh, home? Or do you just like the whole thing? No, no, 100%. I love the road because yeah. it gives my relationship the balance it needs. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the reason I've been married for as long as I have is because I travel for work. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Hey, if we're around each other too much, it's not good for either one of us. Like, bring her in for an interview, and she's like, yeah, I tell him to leave. Yeah. Like, book something. <laughs> You know, uh, I, she needs the counters a, fixed. I was a touring musician for many years, and when and about ten years ago, I finished that full time touring, 
And we had been married for over 20 years at the time, or right around 20 years. And the first couple years, it was hard. Like I said, like she's like a war bride. And I came home, and I was just staring at the wall. What the hell? What do I do now? <laughs> yeah. we had some... You're in her space yeah, at this point. 100%. You are wow. interrupting her life. Yeah. That's what it did. <laughs> yeah. And the kids, too. They were like, wait, you're really here every day? Yeah, Dad. We, we like it better when the mailman's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Corey is good people. I, I, I'm a fan of his work myself. <laughs> uh, so you've you've clearly been to the Twin Cities before. This is not yeah. your first trip. I can't believe that people. I get it. I get it. But there's people that actively stay here on purpose. Yeah. It's zero degrees out there. Yeah, it is. And you had the option to go. Some of you. And you were like, nah, I like zero degrees. It's nice up here, man. You, no, you no. work through the winter and then the, the summer is it's heaven. You mean those two months you get? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> two months. Look, I at, know you, about look the... at you tossing us a bone and giving us two whole months of look summer. Look at that, right? You know, no, I love it here. The energy is amazing. It's a the great people have always been great. Yeah. You know, so the times I've been here, it's always been good vibes. Like when I'm in other uh cities across the country and they tell me what places do I like. I always say Minneapolis. Yeah. I enjoy Acme. I enjoy the people, and yep. um, they're very generous. They're very giving. It's a uh, it's a legit comedy hotbed. I mean, it's always been that. You yeah, know, it is, and it's it. like, what else are you going to do when it's zero out? Yeah. Go to the comedy club. That's right. That's right. Tonight, seven o'clock and nine thirty. Tomorrow, nine thirty, because the seven o'clock is sold out. Mike E. Winfield, what is truly? Uh, you, you're going to have a show on network television for seven seasons. Any more? That's the manifestation we're working yeah, what's on. The pitch? Is there a literal? Is that actually a plan? I mean, are we being serious? Are you looking at TV? Or oh thinking no, about developing I'm a pitching show? a show right yeah, now nice. with like bigger producers that I've ever worked with. Excellent. And this is the first time I'm walking in the room to pitch, and I have real fans. That's great. You know, I've yeah. been in rooms before, and we were funny, and they were like, thank you, that was great, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Yeah. And you don't hear from them again. This is the first time I have numbers, and numbers yeah. are powerful. Sure. Yeah, so that's the difference. But no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'll have this show, and the show is going to be going to be the show to watch. That's what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. I'm yeah. excited about that. Yes. Um, so w- at what age did you actually first think, like, I th- I'm kind of funny. I, this works. I'm going to pursue this. Man, that is a weird thing because I, I feel like a lot of us think we're funny at some point in our life. I think to be able to get on the stage in mm-hmm. front of people, that means their screws loose. Sure it does. And uh, sure this does. happened in my teens. I just think there is something wrong with me. There yeah. is something that makes me comfortable mm-hmm. in front of strangers yeah. just saying stuff out loud. And, you know, I, I, don't, you, I don't know. I've used those exact words because I've said many times, like, no, I'm a funny guy. But stand in front of strangers with a microphone, I'm not that. That's that's a different. That's a whole other yeah. thing. And, right. I, I and, and on a couple of occasions, just to ask to be a part of a group thing where I find myself kind of doing that, trying to amuse. You know, it man, is it. Oh, is, yeah. it, is it hard? It's a different Good game because you're talking about strangers with expectations. A lot <laughs> yeah. of these places, they spent $5 yep. to get in. They demand greatness. Yeah. 
And it's also, by the way, it's not like playing music where you kind of, some people can say like, yeah, I, I really like that song, but they're focused. They're li-. I mean, if it's comedy, they're either laughing or they're not. Oh, it's absolutely. Instant feedback. Yeah, and they come back like year after year. So they want the new material sure. too. Like don't try to, because you can play a song maybe over and over of again. Of course. They of might course. even request it. Yep. No one's like, hey, let me hear that old joke again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw Brian Regan once, and he came out and literally said, "I'm about. I'm going to give an encore because th- just it makes no sense." And people were shouting out old bits, and so he would do that, and it's still funny. But then he would also make fun of the audience for asking for it. Like, don't, what's wrong with you guys? It was kind of he was getting That's the best great. of both. No worlds, man, because he's like a he's a great comedian, a and he has loyal fans. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna find out how loyal my fans are. Currently, they are. Yeah. Let's see how, if they're still around in six months. Yeah, right. You don't right. know. It's been, a, you know, I just got off of AGT, so everything's still pretty hot right now. Yeah, sure. Keep on pushing. Keep yeah, on keeping yeah. on. It is a pleasure to see you, man. Hey, no, thanks for having me, man. I had and a blast. That's great. Tonight, 7 o'clock and 9.30. Tomorrow night, only tickets for the 9.30. I imagine that most of the tickets remaining will not be there. So go to Acme Comedy online and pick up your tickets. Mike, cheers, brother. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you very much. You got it. Man, that energy. I just want that. I love that energy. I'd go just for the energy alone. Now, hey, if you haven't heard the clip of audio that Candace is just referring to as Satan, then you're in luck. <laughs> Connect with us on the KQ Talking Text Line, 651-989-ROCK. That's 651-989-ROCK. 92KQRS. We are back. This is the KQ Morning Show. My name is Steve Gorman. There is a bar in Swansea, Wales, which is the west coast of Wales, uh, that little part on the west coast of England. Wales' uh, second biggest city is Swansea, and there is a pub there that is the Malsters, the Maltsters, Malt, as in the Maltsters. That's hard to say for me. The Mm -hmm. Maltsters Arms has changed its name uh, on January 1st. It is now the Gym. G Y M. That's so people can tell their friends and family. Oh, I've I hit the gym every day this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just real simple. You got that resolution? You're kidding yourself that you're going to get in shape? Well, just yeah, stop by the gym every day, and you don't have to lie to anybody about it. I like oh. that. And if you show up in workout clothes, the first drink is in fact free. Nice. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to come home just gaining weight, you know, from beer pounds or whatever. And it's you know the the, the It'll probably run out on you sooner or later, but it's just a, it's a great gimmick. It's fantastic. Although, I mean, if you come home sweaty from this gym, yeah, you've been overdoing it. You've been drinking too much. There's a new uh, report also, Gen Z, the kids, you know, the funny kids out there. Yeah. Um, they're, they've come up with, apparently, the, the word on the street is, if done correctly, you can burn 500 calories an hour just performing karaoke. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, people are using their Fitbit. Uh, the best I'm seeing is someone did 529 calories in 77 minutes. Just crushing some karaoke weight loss. Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Just that song alone, you can burn, you know, between 15 and 20 calories. Yeah, oh, a little I, choreography to it, sure. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, Michael Jackson, you're up there doing the moon. But you mean just belting it out. Just, just, standing just standing giving it your own. Just giving it all you got. I, uh, I I never understood uh, karaoke. I, I understand karaoke. I never understood how seriously 
people took it until I started traveling. I've been in karaoke bars in different parts of the world mm-hmm. where there's nothing funny about it. It is legitimately mm. couples go in there to sing to each other in front of other strangers to express their devotion and love and to try to impress each other. And and having seen that, instead of it feeling like, oh, this is so heartwarming, all I thought was, oh, my God, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen yeah, in my life. right? Like, I have a, well, you know, the Richfield 7. So Je- my friend Jessica and I are uh, big karaoke gals, right? Okay. And so um, every time most of the girls live other places, so when all the girls come into town, you know, we always want to hang out. And last time, my friend Felicia was like, we always have to do karaoke. Why do we always have to do karaoke? She snapped on us. Dude. Oh, what was your answer? so sick of it. She, what yeah, what, what was yeah, the answer? Uh, I think we still ended up getting our way and going. Yeah. Because me yeah, and Jessica are the box. Mix something else in. Take her to a rave or something. I don't know. <laughs> it Whatever was just funny. She totally now. snapped. Do yeah. you have? Well, what's the go-to? Is there one or are there a series? But like, oh. if, if you're going to go, if if let's say we all bump into each other one night and it's like, oh, heck, let's go do some karaoke. And you haven't had time to prepare. You haven't thought about what you're going to wear. You just walk in cold. What's the first song you're going to pick? Um, I do Rhiannon a lot and uh-huh. Roadhouse Blues and Sweet Leaf and um, some Miranda Lambert and some Usher and then I just it goes way downhill from there. I was so, <laughs> so that's your go-to, just those eight songs. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not gonna go to karaoke and sing one song. Boy, yeah, no, there's just Man. not that one. Uh, uh, Steve, we uh, toss you the mic, dude. You're on. Go. I'm gonna what do song a, is it gonna be? something spoken word. <laughs> Some Shatner right. Probably go Shatner style, yeah. Uh, Better question for uh, Mr. Lee, maybe, because yeah. he uh, does take the mic from time to time. I have a personal favorite uh, the, of Tony Lee's to perform, but w- what do you go to, man? What's your go to? It's got to be Elvis, I think, Kentucky yeah. Rain. That's it. First call. <laughs> what, yeah. man? Wow. One yeah. of these days on the show. I'm just saying. No, you're right. There's got to be booze. Everybody's got to be a little booze. Of course, boozed there up. does. Yeah, right, right, right. That would be inappropriate. There will be some Tennessee whiskey, man. <laughs> so, Zep, what's yours, bud? Oh, no, I don't have one, although I did Come one on. time. I went Muskrat over love. the Rainbow Gay in Las Vegas, <laughs> got super drunk with a bunch of listeners. Not only did I do It's Raining Men, but I did it shirtless. And wow. unfortunately, Perfect. they recorded it. Yeah, one of our. Uh, one of our uh, sneaky little uh, promotion directors had it on DVD there for a while. It was, uh, but you can't get out of it, get into it, man. I was in much better shape then, and uh, I knew all the words for some reason. I got just drunk enough to know all the words to It's Raining Men. That's pretty great. I, I we, you don't have to listen. You don't. You don't have to explain. Okay. No, we just, that's right. I mean, no. I just, mean, not that there's what. Brian, I, Brian, live, <laughs> dude, live in your own skin, okay? Whatever yeah, that, right. whatever that entails. Oh, you, you know what's sad is I've got a brother-in-law that uh, comes out and he loves karaoke. We have to always stop in karaoke when he comes to the cities. All right, what karaoke bars do you have for me, man? And he's doing it to perform. And afterwards, he'll be like, I don't know. I thought the crowd was kind of dead. I didn't get much of a reaction. I'm like, dude, you're just singing karaoke in a freaking bar. You're not. You're never going to get there. It's over for you. <laughs> yeah. You're a teacher. You do driver's education. It's not happening. American Idol, not for you. Uh, you know what? It's just it, let let the man dream. You know who's it yeah. gonna hurt? He yeah, wants yeah. to. He wants to be a professional. I clap. Uh, that's then you've done. You've gone above and beyond, brother. All right. Let's go. I love history. I'm gonna tell you something that I learned. Do it. Go ahead. Tell me, Steve. On this day in 1958, the Canadian Football Council changed their name to the Canadian Football League, but sadly they left Canadian football as it is. 
Uh, boy, when I watch, I watch Canadian football when I need a good chuckle because, it, it, and I'm not laughing at the at the athletes and the men out there doing their best. I'm laughing at me and the fact that my central nervous system cannot withstand more than three plays <laughs> because everybody can move before the snap. There's no such thing as uh, you know, the, you know, you see an offensive lineman just twitch his shoulder in the NFL and the flag goes, yeah. uh, you know, false start or whatever they want to call it. And in the CFL, everybody's just moving around and eventually the quarterback goes oh yeah shoot I'm supposed to say hike and then it's just it's just it's just like street ball and then yeah. of course you've got a 55 yard line and the end zone is is 30 or 40 yards deep it's all it just it's I every time I see it I say the same thing I feel like I'm chewing a piece of aluminum foil it's just really really entirely unsettling that's just me this was a league that for years had I think nine teams and two of the teams were called the Rough Riders they had two Rough oh, Rider teams. The you know, Ottawa Rough Riders and the Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough Riders. Like, guys, seriously. Well, uh, you know, but when they started the teams, they didn't have a telegraph uh, wire from one province to the other. <laughs> That's so exactly right. Yeah, you know. Oh, man, the Battle of the Rough Riders for ultimate <laughs> bragging rights. Get the KQ Morning Show podcast wherever you listen. 92 KQRS. Davani's, your local pizza and hot hoagie joint in the Twin Cities and family-owned since 1975. With 20 convenient locations, they proudly employ 900 Minnesotans. Delivery, takeout, or dine-in, they've got you covered. Order online at davani's.com.